What's up, everybody? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Bantam Golf Podcast. I hope you dig that new groove we just threw out there for you. Not that the old one's going anywhere, but I thought maybe we could use uh, just a just a little change. Maybe you know we'll play around with a few things, see what works, see if anybody misses the old groove or the old loop. I don't know what what to call it, but uh, maybe maybe there's a musician out there that wants to be the theme music to this podcast. If so, send me a DM. Let me know that you have something that slaps, and uh, we'll get we'll get it posted and see if. See if it works. I would love it. I think everybody listening would love to be a part of the uh, the intro music to this podcast, and it would just be so amazing. Anyway, let's move right along. It's, uh, what time is it here? It's 7.40 here in Nashville, so we're already a little bit behind the eight ball. Um, no apologies. Traveled all day yesterday. Couldn't get the pod recorded, but the good news is I'm home from Belize, I am not sitting outside in a jungle. I'm uh, I, I'm not drinking Belican, so maybe that's a little bit of bad news. I'm actually not drinking anything but water this evening, and that's probably a good thing. But we're going to talk uh, first off. Our our friends over at Live can't stay out of the news. Um, as I'm sure you heard this week, they announced that, that they were going to have their own party hole at their next event in Australia. So. Uh, as they said a couple weeks ago, um, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So now they're copying the PGA tour. So it's just a back and forth of absolute ridiculousness. I think at some point (laughs) they've got to figure out a way to get along or everybody's starting to look bad, including, (sighs) including my boy Rory, who I feel, I mean, I don't know. He, he defends the PGA tour to the nth degree and it's a little it's getting a little skin I don't know it's just getting a little ridiculous to be quite honest so Rory if you ever hear this podcast I'm sorry I said that but it's true you said you kind of sound like a little bit anyway um moving right along let's talk about the players everybody knows this course this is they used to call it the fifth major thank god no one's calling it that anymore because it just is kind of annoying there's four majors in golf. There's no fifth. There doesn't need to be a fifth. Let's just stop that discussion. Actually, pretty much most people have. I think now the podcast I've listened to that we're kind of previewing this tournament all said the same thing, which is like so glad, so thankful, hashtag blessed that we don't have to hear about the fifth major anymore. It's, it's well, I guess it's an elevated event, so that can just go right out the door. It's an elevated event for the PGA tour and it's insane how much money they're giving the winner four and a half million this year. Mind blowing. I think it's it's the highest purse, highest payout to the winner. I think in PGA tournament history, um, don't have any notes on that, but I, I do have some notes and I can actually see them. The lights are on in my house. This is great. We didn't have power here for five days while I was out of town. So sorry, George, my dog sitter, that sucks, but thank you for watching the dogs in the dark for five days. You're the man. Um, anyway, let's talk about the players. TPC, Sawgrass, which I'm not a massive fan of. I've got to be honest. Um, I don't like that course. I played it three separate times. Hated it every single time. It's just for, for the average golfer, it's just a house of horrors. I I think I had nightmares about it for like a couple weeks after I finished it. It's just, it's too hard. 
And that's kind of, and it may be an unpopular opinion, but I feel that way about all Pete Dye courses for the most part. It's so exciting to go play him, and he's obviously a genius, and he's done some amazing things. And everybody tells me I need to play Harbortown, which I haven't yet, but I really, really want to. But the first time I played Sawgrass, I was playing in a in like a little tournament, uh, a music business tournament with some guys from L.A. and all over the country. And th- he had us tee off from the tips, and it made me want to quit golf. And we played it that way three separate times. It was so stupid. And everybody was posting scores over 100, and I was exhausted. And uh, it was awful. And I, I think my first try on 17, I definitely put in the water. I mean, if, you, if, you're, if you're playing that course and you hit it on the green on 17 in your first try, congrats. That is absolutely amazing. But, man... It wasn't my best swing, and I think I, I think I was just annoyed at that point. I mean, you get you play this course, and there's trouble everywhere, and if you've never played it, you don't know where to aim. Even if you have a caddy, they're, they, I don't know. They were just kind of going through the motions with us. They didn't really give a shit, um, which is which is fine. I get it. I think it was I can't remember the date I played, but I'm sure it was hot down there and steamy, and we were spraying it everywhere. And they were probably like these assholes are playing from the tips. What a bunch of fucking idiots. So, um, anyway, I just, I didn't love it and really don't have any interest in playing it ever again. I mean, I'd love to go to the players and hang out and watch the tournament because I do think it's one of the best tournaments because it definitely, it levels the playing field for everybody. And I guess we can go ahead and get right into my notes and, um, yeah, we'll go, we'll start right there. So obviously I feel like I don't have to do much of a deep dive into this course either. It's it's a tournament we all watch, we all love. Everybody knows about 17. I think 16, 17, 18 are the three best holes on the entire golf course. You've got a, a really nice par 5, 16. The Island Green, which I don't know. Every, every time I say that, it's, there needs to be like some spooky music or something. And then 18, which is just a... Badass hole. So those three holes, the finishing holes, I absolutely love at that course. Front nine, personally, I thought was kind of boring, even kind of a boring watch. But the the back nine, things get a little exciting. Hole 12, um, they turned it into a drivable par four, what, like three or four years ago, or it's supposed to be a drivable par four, which according to uh, Dye's crew, they said he never wanted to have one of those. But I mean, whatever, I guess it makes, they were trying to add some drama to the tournament and as if it needed any more because 17 is its own drama, 16, 17, 18, just that finish. Amazing. But uh, let's see what else I have on there. So really, I think the, when you're thinking about this tournament in particular, and especially these golfers in the field, I think there's really honestly no massive advantage for any of these guys. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but I think this tournament just uh, kind of like myself, it, that course is so tricky. And if you don't have, have the right strategy, if you don't know how to play it, if you don't know where to hit it, you're, it's going to beat you. And that's just, that's the truth of this course. And that's how it goes. So I don't, when I, when I was looking over my notes and looking at all the strokes gain stuff and, previous results and things like that. You can throw some of that 
in there, of course, obviously there's people like, who, like who are the specialists there? Like a, I think Tom Hoagie always plays there, plays well there. Keegan Bradley hasn't missed a cut in like the last five years or something. And he's, what is he? He's plus 3,000 maybe this week. And I, I, I don't know where that opened. I think it was in like the four, like 4,800 or something. But man, he's been bet. He's been, I guess people have just been hammering him to win, which he's playing well. I mean, he lost all that weight on, I think maybe like the carnivore diet or something. Shout out to the carnivore diet. I did it for like a, a month before I rediscovered beer um, and lost 16 pounds. So it was amazing. But um, he always plays that course well. Uh, he's he's a very popular name. So there are, I feel like there are TPC sawgrass specialists. And then you have uh, you have some other guys, you know, that are, are hot right now that are playing great. So those are guys you kind of want to look at. But I think the real strength in trying to find a golfer to pick this week is finding somebody that doesn't really screw up off the tee. And that's important because Pete Dye's whole goal, I think as a designer, was really to fuck you up when you're looking, when you're standing on that tee and you're looking down the fairway and you're like, oh my God, there's hazard right there. There's a hazard right there. But as I heard somebody, I can't remember who was, say on a podcast earlier this week, that that, I mean, that's what he, he wants you, you are rewarded if you hit it at the hazard. Because I think it's, it's like a, it's like a puzzle or a mind fuck or something like you're looking at it and you don't want to hit it. So then of course you hit it somewhere else and then there's trouble right there. And that was my issue with the course. Every time I thought I was playing it safe, it rolled into some water or sand or something. I don't know that course. Again, I still have nightmares, but if, Hey, uh, if the fine folks at Sawgrass want to have me out for free, I will, I'll fly down there. I'll take you up on it. Let's do it. Just not really sure I want to pay $850 to play it again to uh, have nightmares about it. Anyway, back to kind of my thoughts on who I want to go with this week, who I want to pick. And I think, drum roll, drum roll, please, I need to figure out how to do sound effects. I'm rolling with my man Scotty Scheffler this week. I, I just, it feels, again, and I can I can read the the data. I think he's, golly, what, he won three tournaments ago that he played in and he finished second in one and 14th in another one or something. I don't know. I may, I'm, I'm not going to, my computer just shut off. So I'm not going to pull that up right now, but, uh, it just, it feels like a Scotty week and they'll, we're getting close because last week my pick was Rory. He finished second pick the week before that, I think was Lowry at the Honda. I think he finished top five ish. He may have finished second, Week before that, it was Cantlay, and he was in the mix the entire weekend. So I feel like we are so close to, to getting a winner. And I think that his game is so steady, steady off the tee. He thinks his way across around the golf course. And I, I don't put as much emphasis. I know I don't think he's been putting particularly well the last couple of weeks. I, I don't, I just, I may have just made that up, but, um, He's just, he's just kind of hovers around the top of the leaderboard every single week. Dude is so solid and picked Rory last week, let me down, should have made that putt on 18. Come on, dude. Um, so this week we are rolling with Scotty Scheffler and he's plus 1000. And so let's go down the list here and talk about some other golfers I like, some other outrights. And for those that don't gamble a ton, outright, it just means the winner. 
So you can usually place bets on these guys to win top five, top 10. You can bet, you know, somebody versus somebody else on the day. But my outrights, and I, I, hmm, I went a little ham this week. Normally I'll take like five or six and then take some top 10s, top fives, and then maybe try to find some kind of dart throw guys that I'm just like, oh, it might be fun. The odds here are good. But this week, this week I think I have like 10 outrights. So I'll just read them off to you. The Gala at plus 7,500. He's a guy, he's sneakily been playing well. I feel like he's going to find his groove at some point. And also, I want to apologize for my Sam Burns, uh, Sam Burns spiel last week because that definitely that definitely didn't work out. Didn't work out. Something's wrong with him. Don't know what it is, but maybe he gets it ironed out before Augusta. Maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, back to Thigala. Thigala plus seventy five. Ricky Ricky Fowler, BDR. If you know what that means, shout out to you. You've been following uh, golf whatever for enough time to know what BDR means. And if you don't know, just shoot me a message and I'll tell you Ricky's plus 6,000 dude is playing so well, man. I don't know what kind of uh, swing tweaks he made, but golly dude, he is in the mix every week now. And he's just, again, he's just kind of sneaking up there. And so I think he's going to get one here sooner or later. And I may have said that on last week's pod, but he's a guy you just got to, you got to pay attention to. So I've got an outright on Ricky at plus 6,000. Cam Young is another one I really like who's playing well right now. And then we go to my boy Tyrell Hatton. Hopefully I said that right. Tyrell, Tyrell Hatton. Um, he's playing great right now. Plays really, really well at Sawgrass. He is plus 3,500. Other guys I like, Love Hovland at plus 3,000. Another guy that I just... He's so close. And these guys that I'm naming right now either have some history, and I'm not going to go into it because, like, who wants to hear me talk about strokes gained in whatever stat for the next 10 minutes or something? I'm sure you don't. There's, like, hours and hours of analysis. And my goal for you, for the listener, is to listen to 100 hours worth of podcasts per week so that you don't have to, so that you can just come here and you don't have to hear all the bullshit. And we're just, we're going to just, we're going to pick some winners. And I sound like one of those guys in Vegas. That's like, Oh yeah. Hey, it's me, Vegas, Steve. And I'm going to give you a winner. If you just give me a, whatever. I don't know. That's a terrible, whatever impersonation that was. God awful. Anyway. So let's just keep cruising down the list. Love Jason day. Another guy playing well with a great history at this course. Cashmere Keith again, we're gonna. I'm gonna keep putting outrights on Keith Mitchell until he wins, and then I'm the smartest guy ever. Keith is at plus six thousand. I think there's good value there for sure. Who else? Oh, I took a dart throw. This might be a little bit laughable, but he's a bulldog, so I had to do it. Uh, Russell Henley, another guy with good history here. I think he's got good history here. My computer shut off, but uh, I'm taking him plus eleven thousand. And again, whatever you want to wager on these, totally up to you. But let's, uh, who else is on my list? Oh, so top fives. And some of these are crazy dart throws. Aaron Rye, plus 4,500. Hayden Buckley, just can't quit him yet, plus 4,500. And again, these are top fives, not to win. Fleetwood, I'll never, I will never quit on Fairway Jesus. And uh, side note about Fairway Jesus and myself, same birthday, same haircut, same terrible facial hair. 
I don't know, are we related in some capacity? Maybe. But he's plus 1,400 to top five. Russell Knox plays well at Sawgrass, plus 7,500 to top five. And then I've got four top four guys I think might top 10, or actually three guys. Again, dart throws. Ryder at plus 1,800. Svensson, I like to say that. Svensson, Adam Svensson at plus 1,400. And Ryan Fox at plus 1,400 again. And those are uh, to top 10. So... Some other names being thrown out there that I've seen on a bunch of podcasts, on some tweets, et cetera, are Keegan Bradley. Uh, I think I mentioned him earlier. Plays lights out at Sawgrass. I think he's made the cut the last five times he's played at Sawgrass. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. I think he's made the cut the last five times, so uh, there's a lot of money out there on Keegan. Tom Hoagie, another guy that plays well. There didn't didn't put any outright on him. Webb Simpson, another name that he's got so much history there. Maybe I should make an outright as uh, nobody's really talking about him, or I haven't heard his name mentioned very often. But he loves that course. And then Justin Thomas. Oh man, what's going on with him? You know he's hitting the ball well, doing all the things he's supposed to be doing, but uh, his putter's letting him down. So might be time for him to look for a new flat stick. So it didn't put any money on him, but he's a, he's, he's won it before. So couldn't blame you if you did, but, uh, that's it for the, uh, my picks for the players. Uh, thanks so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye.